Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 324, Beta Testers, also known as Beta Testers in certain parts of the world. Uh, so I am one of your hosts, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, and with me, bopping to the music, is uh, Mr. BJSwick33, also known as Bron. Yeah, I'm bopping because of the commercial that was... Uh... On right before the show started, so I can hear if, if I could hear you. I could hear you. I haven't listened for me yet. <laughs> so uh, I'll find out in a minute. But BJ Swick 33, if you hear a, a crying child behind me, it's my son getting ready for bed. <laughs> and also with us this week is Presar, also known as Rob. Roberto in some parts of the world. <laughs> Not in my part of the world. <laughs> hey guys, I'm, I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Hello, hello. And, uh, I, yeah, it's, um, welcome, Merry Christmas to everybody. This is our last show before the Christmas holiday this week. So, uh, I'm pretty excited. Are you guys, uh, you guys excited for Christmas? You guys hoping Santa's going to bring you something special? <laughs> for sure. sure. <laughs> I know exactly what Santa's bought me. <laughs> I should wear my hat. <laughs> 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 Got to take care of yourself, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but wait, it's like Christmas is happening year round. Oh, wow. <laughs> it does. That's that's the weird thing. It's like, oh, there's nothing I really want because I've bought it at all. <laughs> all I all I know is like, Christmas is the time of season that I seem to like spend all my money on Microsoft stuff with their crazy sales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my there's... gosh. And I think today we were talking, right now you can get um, Trials Fusion, that's day seven. It's like 50% oh, off. So get it tonight if you're listening. Um, uh, it's like $20 for the Deluxe Edition of Trials Fusion on Xbox One, which includes the Season Pass. And it's the same, you can buy them on 360 for the same price. Oh. So, um, Because I was looking the other day, they had uh, the... What, uh, Metro, Last Light, and 2033 for, like, was it $33? Something like that. It yeah, was, it was, like, it was right like around both games for, like, yeah, for a pretty decent price. But Braun kind of made a comment to me earlier today, or yeah. earlier today, as in, like, five minutes ago, that he thinks these deals are not very good. And I told him, I said, you're the first person I've heard... Say that because I, I've been pe people have been gobbling up these games. They're getting like was it Outlast for or for like three bucks or I don't remember what it was, but there's been some pretty crazy deals going on and games going cheap. Someone even said in our group said this is like Steam. They said Xbox is like give this is almost like Steam sales. They said they it hope they keep it up. It seems like it. It seems like it. Maybe a little bit more expensive than Steam, but definitely going in the right direction. That's for sure. Yeah, all I all I basically seem to having at least happening to me is I see something I'm like, Ooh, I want that. And then I have to restrain myself. And then the next day it's like, Oh, I want this too. It just, I mean, it just keeps building. It just, I, you know, I think it's cause for such a long time since we first got our systems, like Mark and I here uh, back last November, you basically had to pay full price for everything. If you wanted a digital, and so now here it's it's special. It's something out of the ordinary to have these uh, you know pretty decent sales. So what are you not liking, and, Bron? Well, I'm I'm looking. So I go I go to the website 
can go to get deals, and it says Xbox One Store Daily Deals. Today only. Contrast, Guacamelee, Nujitsu, RBI Baseball 14, and Stick It to the Man. Okay. Well, that was, so you that just was re- actually Saturday. That was day six. Yeah, so, was... so their website oh. is off by a day, oh, okay. actually. It's delayed. That, it's... Com- that completely makes sense why the main website <laughs> for the company is a day behind. I mean, that's, you know, Wait, that's are... complete nonsense. Because I was, I was looking earlier today, and that's what I saw on the Xbox. Yeah, it's, I, was, I, I know contrast was on there. Yeah, but this was the for the twentieth of December. Hmm. Well, let's see, because well, maybe maybe it is daily. I'm looking at Major Nelson's post. He posted on December twentieth at eight forty-two p.m. Okay, so maybe this is today. So, he's, so he's, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow then will be. But didn't you say trials is half price right now? Because that's yeah, supposed you, to be day you, seven. That link you gave outside. me, it actually, it's well, it's actually applied if you go to the to the game page, but they're not actually showing that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, so advertising. Maybe, maybe that's tomorrow then. So You know, but, and I'm looking at their week long deals. You have AC Unity, uh, Battlefield Four, Call of Duty Ghosts, um, Killer Instinct, Connect Sports Rivals. Lords of the Fallen, mm-hmm. Metagear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes, which is a demo, uh, NBA Live 15, Power Star Golf, Murdered Soul Suspect was 67% off the other yeah, day. Yeah, I don't see that one. I see, yeah, so that I was see that. on day four. Day three, Outlast was 60% off, and these are Xbox One games. Right. On the 360, they had MotoGP 14 and MX versus ATP Supercross, both 33% off. So I mean, and they can't give up. I mean, they can't, can't just give them away. I mean, they can't gotta, give them away. And of course, all the games that you really want, if they're newer, they're obviously not going to be in this. So I understand. I'm just like, ah, oh, man, there's just nothing that I mean, I, that's jumping out at me. Yeah, right, but gaming is gaming. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's like a new game. If you can still spend a couple bucks and get, you know, 10, 20 hours gaming out of some of these. Right. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. You know, I yeah. bought. Uh, I got. Uh, Microsoft Fight Simulator 10 for $2.99 on Steam sale. Wow. So, That's a dirt yeah. cheap. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Well, let's, we got a lot to talk about, so well, we could spend all day talking about sales. Um, <laughs> speaking of sales, if you do want to make purchases that aren't digital, um, you oh. can always go to Amazon.com you, but, uh, and make purchases through our affiliate link. So you can go to thisxboxlife.com, click the Amazon uh, box on the right-hand side. It'll take you to our affiliate page. Or if you're in the U.S., you can just do thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. That will redirect you to our affiliate page as well. Um, so uh, please continue to support us as you guys have. You guys are amazing. All right. So, Rob, what have you been playing this week? Uh, there's been a couple things here and there. Uh, probably the most notable of the bunch uh, that I'd really like to talk about would probably be Kalimba. So this is uh, the latest game from the same studio that brought us Max Curse of the Brotherhood, which is a game that I really, really, really enjoyed. So after that game, the studio has kind of gone into kind of like a, I'm really interested to you know since Max was so good, I'm really interested to see what else they're going to put out, and uh, it'll almost go into like uh, a near almost instant buy for me. So when they first showed off Kalimba a while back, it looked really strange. I didn't know what to make of it. And uh, I, I took a, 
a leap and I, I picked it up. It was only ten dollars. So it was nine ninety nine. So uh, I figured, you know, why not? What the heck? And uh, it's pretty enjoyable. It's a it's a fun little puzzle game. If you guys haven't seen this, it's uh, it's kind of strange. Everything is drawn basically with triangles, and you play these totems where you have two totems that are going down. It's like a side scroller of sorts, and you're controlling these two totems that stay together as they move, and you're basically trying to catch like power-ups or you know points in two different fields of play simultaneously and it's actually really strange at first and it's a lot harder than i thought it would be because at the end of the level that you play they'll go ahead and they'll kind of like score you based on how many of those little uh like power-ups or point things you picked up and they'll subtract how many times you died off of it and you get various uh different kind of like totem awards um so it's actually a little tougher than i thought it would be i find myself replaying levels over and over and over and over trying to get a perfect score on them and uh i, I did want to make a comment uh there is kind of a narrator in this game it's called hobear <laughs> so this is you know strange looking bear and this guy is actually funny uh it made me chuckle a couple of times uh so the game actually has a little bit of a sense of humor and uh you know, just to give you kind of an example, um, there's a part where you try to collect all these power-ups. It's like an extra level or like an extra point level uh, within the level. And you try to collect all these power-ups, and then it ranks you based on how long you stayed in there and how many power-ups you got. And uh, at, at the end of it, the bear actually goes, okay, here you are ranked against some random guy on the Internet. And it's just the way that he says it is actually kind of funny. Um, the way I just delivered it there probably doesn't do it justice, but it, it's got a little uh, bit of humor to it. So uh, I'm definitely enjoying it. I give it a thumbs up. If you want to try something a little different, uh, kind of if you, if you enjoy puzzle games, um, then uh, you might want to give this one a shot. It's cheap enough. It's only 10 bucks. It's worth a shot. Uh, that's about it. Um, yeah. That's it. All right, Brian, how about you? Well, uh, before I tell you what I'm playing, this guy right here, he's been playing Super Mario Brothers 3D World on the Wii U. Oh, nice. And uh, I walked in yesterday, and it was the end credits because he beat the game. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I think I think it might he might have just played the level that got him to beat it, but he beat the last level. So, so. That's awesome. He's now watching. But uh, for myself... He's going to be replacing it's, you here pretty soon as host. Yes. Say hi to Xbox Life. <laughs> hey, tell him. Tell him he's got something over Rob. At least he's completed a game already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, something Rob's God. never done. <laughs> yes, tell he has. Tell him I have, have 15,000 gamer score. <laughs> no, he's preoccupied. I've been playing. Oh, hey, good night, bud. That's his bedtime. Um, I've been playing nothing but Diablo 3, basically. So, uh, on Xbox One, uh, working on my Demon Hunter, got, you know, the armor set that I needed. It is very powerful, and we're kicking butt. So It's been fun. Nautius has been in there, Nighthawk 70, his boys have been in there, Wing played with you this week. Um, Trying to think, was there anybody else in there with us? Vengeful popped in for 
quick minute, like right when I was he up popped the in, and you and Nadius left. Yeah, <laughs> just like Susie jumped in, and so yeah, I had a basketball game yesterday. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. I, I played a little while. I did play like two minutes of Elite Dangerous because it actually officially released this week. So, um, yeah, vengeful. I'm I. I've seen his comment. No, I, as soon as I saw that you were jumping on, I was like, great. Here he comes. I'm out of here. So, I can vouch yeah. for that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Wing and I did like rock, paper, scissors, and I won. So I got the lead because we were both trying to decide who was going to stay on and play. <laughs> and since I won, I got the leave, and he was stuck with you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hey, that's our that's TXL Gamer of the Year. You're insulting there. I know. So, yeah, I'm voted by you guys, not me. I'm. Just... <laughs> all right. Anything else? Nope. That's that's it. That's all, all right. I've been doing. All right. So this week I have played Diablo three as well. Obviously, since I played the, with you, um, mm-hmm. but I put most time this week into Forza Horizon two Storm Island. As that DLC came out, so um, I've been having fun with that. That's a lot of fun. Um, I've been putting a lot of videos, so I've been posting them to the group. And uh, if you guys are want to see what it's like, it's a whole brand new area to drive on, and they've got really good weather effects. There's fog, night driving, massive rain and wind. Um, it's really cool. Uh, definitely. No sun in the game, huh? There is sun. There are clear, there nice. Was... Yes, there is. No way. Because even nice, bright, sunny days is still weather. <laughs> it's just not a yeah. storm. But um, <laughs> no, it's not. Every race is not a storm. I think that would get. I'm glad they didn't do that. But um, at least half, if not most, are weather related events. So, but uh, you know, it's fun. There's like five new cars in the game. Um, there's new smash boards. Um, uh, what else is there? There's a new barn find. And this time, they don't actually tell you where it's at. Like on the other one, they give you a circle to kind of go and drive around. This one right. doesn't really give you a circle. However, when the map kind of, when they zo- kind of do the map, they kind of moved the map. So, and, I'll, and it was in the area that it kind of moved it, but it's not very big map. So it might have just been at the race I was at and they were centering the map. I don't know. But um, I did find it. Um, so it's it's fun. A lot of fun. If you like Forza Horizon, you'll enjoy the uh, DLC. Uh, also, I played Risk, which is the new game that's part of the um, Hasbro game channel. Uh, this is so bizarre. You can download the game from the store. You can play the game if you launch the game from the actual game's icon. But if you go into the Hasbro game channel, it tells you the game's locked and coming soon. Even though it's, I've been playing it for days. It's like the game channel is like way behind. It's like it doesn't even know that the game was released. It's bizarre. And then you earn, you earn like challenges and missions and you complete within the game channel because you can you can level up in the game channel to give you rewards and stuff. And it says I've got like all these things to turn in, but Risk is not available to turn in any of those yet. So the number's sitting there. I'm just waiting for them to, you know, flip the switch to sh- to let the game channel know that uh, it's actually out and available. 
Um, it's a fun game. Also, if you have EA Access, um, <coughs> excuse me, the UFC game is now available in the vault. So I downloaded that and gave that a little try. Um, it's not something I'm going to be playing. It has so many different button combinations and moves that I was so lost. Just it's just in the training, trying to figure it out. I was like, yeah, this is not anything I'm going to remember all these moves. And there's a lot to it. Um, but, uh, you know, anyways, um, it, it is available for EA Access members. It's now free. So, uh, yeah, and I think that's a pretty good deal. I've got... Was there like six games in there that are all free in the vault? And it mm -hmm. was only $30 a year. So that's quite a deal. But uh, uh, that is it. That's what I played. So with that, I think it's time to move into the news. Doo -doo 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 -doo. All right, all right, all right. So news time, news time, news time. So... For this week, we have a whole bunch of stuff here. So first off, the definitive edition of Devil May Cry is heading to the Xbox One on March 17th, 2015. So that's not too far away. It's only, what, uh, three months away or so? And it will be $40. Devil, Cry, Devil May Cry 4 is going to be due in the summer of 2015, uh, shortly thereafter, a couple months later. The Devil May Cry uh, definitive edition includes the main game, all DLC, including the Virgil's Downfall campaign, plus new modes and costumes. The Definitive Edition is going to be running at, hang on to your seats, everybody, 1080p and 60 frames per second on the Xbox One. Yes, it can do it, after all, and it takes a company like Capcom to do it. Uh, huh. Capcom says, uh, new to the DMC uh, definitive edition, uh, players will be able to play as Dante's twin brother himself uh, in Virgil's Bloody Palace mode. Uh, Capcom wrote in their uh, press release uh, basically that for an extra depth of the challenge, players will be able to try out the added Gods Must Die difficulty level. Uh, that sounds like a hard one. Gods must die. And uh, must style mode, as well as hardcore mode, which has been designed to play more like classic Devil May Cry series. Moving on to the game that Mark just talked about over here, uh, Forza Horizon 2 Storm Island is out now. Definitely because Mark's been playing it. It's got more beauty, more fun, more challenges, and more ways to compete with and against your buddies. The Forza Horizon 2 Storm Island expansion is available on Xbox One and can be purchased from Xbox Live or at the store for $20. Forza Horizon 2 VIP owners receive a 50% discount on the expansion, making the price just 10 bucks for VIP members. It has new events uh, titled Rampage, Brawl, Extreme Cross Country, and Gauntlet. Uh, new cars in this thing are going to be, the, or not are going to be, are the 2013 Bobby Gordon number 7 Speed Energy Drink Stadium Super Truck. Wow, that's a mouthful. That is just one name. Then the 2013 Mini uh, X-Raid All-4 Racing Countryman, the 2014 Ford Ranger T6 Rally Raid, the 1981 Ford Fiesta XR2, and the 1992 Mitsubishi Galant VR4. 
Mobile fans can rejoice. The upcoming Smite World Championships are unfolding at the Cobb Performing Arts Center in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, this January. From January 9th through 11th, uh, eight teams across five regions are going to be competing for over $1.7 million. Oh, my goodness. $1.7 million in cash. And lucky attendees will get their first crack at the game's upcoming Xbox One version, which makes its first public appearance at the World Championship. And moving on, Tetris Ultimate is now available uh, for your digital downloading pleasure. Also, uh, Kalimba, which I had just talked about a little bit ago, is now available. Then uh, Payday 2 has new DLC. There's going to be a $5 character pack with uh, Clover, a new woman gang member. Uh, Payday 2 also is going to be getting a new mission uh, dubbed The Diamond Heist. Uh, in it, players will attempt to swipe the world's most famous diamond from a heavily guarded museum. And that looks like it is $7. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior is going to be out uh, sometime in 2016. Uh, Risk is out on uh, Xbox One, just like uh, Mark had mentioned. And moving on, Far Cry 4's Escape from uh, Durgesh Prison DLC is going to be available uh, to download on January 13th. So that's only about a month away. Uh, the DLC is going to have uh, players racing across Kurat to finish challenges and recover lost weapons, upgrading their gear and skills along the way. Uh, Escape from Durgash Prison, Prison is going to be playable in both single-player and uh, cooperative multiplayer modes. But should you die in the DLC, players will have to start the mission over from the beginning. And uh, look for this uh, as part of the season pass or $10 separately. There's a whole bunch of new apps that are out for the Xbox One. And uh, I didn't see this, so this definitely uh, got snuck out, uh, at least for me here. So I don't know how widely they announced this, but uh, Pandora, Vivo, Bravo TV, Telemundo, and Popcorn Flicks are all out. So basically these are videos, uh, TV channels, and Pandora for your music enjoyment. And lastly, Bonnie Ross uh, kind of uh, gave a thank you to all of the uh, Master Chief Collection players. Anyone who has played Halo, the Master Chief Collection, online since the launch of the game. Uh, the game did come out on November 11th. 2014 through December 19th when uh, she made this announcement everybody's going to be getting one month of Xbox Live Gold an exclusive in-game nameplate and exclusive in-game avatar and then also uh, development has started on a campaign for Halo 3 ODST which will be available within Halo Master Chief Collection uh, and upgraded to 1080p resolution, running at 60 frames a second. Look at this. Here's another one. 60 frames a second. All right. And uh, it'll be available for free for anybody who has played Halo Master Chief Collection between that time frame again. That's November 11th through December 19th. And um, then also available by a free uh, content updates to Halo Master Chief Collection will be a reimagine uh, for the fan favorite map, Relic. Uh, this is a fully remastered and running 
get your get ready here get ready at 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second i think i've said this what three four times now it's like a, it's wow. a theme it's a theme i know i know they're trying to drive it home what they what they do all of live it's just lie. <laughs> there's no way the xbox one can do 1080p only the playstation can do it well they this is what they 1080. did <laughs> Even though they're even though they're going to court over that because it can't yeah. PlayStation can't do it in multiplayer. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is what Microsoft did is they bought a bunch of PS3s, took the guts out of them, and stuck them in Xbox Ones. That's why it can do it now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I knew there was some shenanigans involved. That must be it. <laughs> Next person that says shenanigans right. is getting pistol whipped. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> hey Farva, what's that? Restaurant you like with all the crap on the walls? You mean shenanigans? Ooh. <laughs> uh, love that part of that movie. All right. And anyway, 1080p, I said it again, and 60 frames per second. And they say uh, they chose the map based on its suitability for Slayer and objective modes and its ability to support teams of varying sizes. And uh, you can trust that certain affinity will tune and tweak the map uh, to make it even better than you can ever remember. And that is the news for the show. Flash! Well, it's interesting because that last news article actually takes us right into our first roundtable. But before we do go into that, I know we mentioned it earlier, and I think we're all feeling a little festive because we're all excited about Christmas. And Santa Claus stopped by the mm-hmm. TXL, the official TXL headquarter offices the other day. And uh, he dropped off some uh, Xbox gift cards for us to hand out to our listeners. And uh, we got, we're going to give them out here. So the first winner, and you will get this tonight, you will get this code tonight after the show airs. And you can buy Kalimba you with it. Um, congratulations to Mr. Al Sheps. Yay! Yay. Woo! All right. Now we have to ask him, right? How do we get, is he going to be able to get? Uh, you know what? That's, that's his problem to figure out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't do conversions, man. I don't know. Um, Al, actually Al Sheps is in our Twitch chat right now. So Al, let us know. Uh, someone was saying, we believe you were from, uh, from the land down under. And we're not exactly sure how a $20 U.S. Xbox gift card will work for you. Um, I don't know if it'll – I don't know what will happen. I, I believe we did this before to someone in Europe, and they said if you you could change your profile to, like, a U.S. address and then uh, add the card to your account, and it gave you the money. And then you could switch it back, and, and the money would still be there. So, But um, – I, you know, I can't. I can't control what Santa gave us. He gave us U.S. Yeah. gift cards, and yeah. So you know, there's, remember, there's probably remember a thousand the, okay. Reddit posts on it on the procedure. Yeah, Google guys, it. It's out there Just somewhere. Google, Google it. it. <laughs> or Bing it. You guys remember Should when everybody, know. when everybody was cracking on Microsoft, saying, "Why do you do these stupid Microsoft points? Why don't you just do real money like everybody else? Microsoft well, points rem- would have been easier." <laughs> remember that was the one big thing. It was like, well, it doesn't matter what you're. Where you're from, 1,600 points is 1,600 points. That's right. That's so yeah. he says, I can figure it out. So yeah. um, I, guess, I just want to make sure, Al, I, I got to make sure 
if uh, I am not on your, if you're, I'm not on your friends list, just, um, you know, just shoot me a message or whatever through this, uh, through Xbox Live. Just send that message to Wingman709. <coughs> I to that to make sure I get your code to you. I think you're on my friends list, but I just, there's a bunch of people on a friends list now that it's more than a hundred. So, um, so I will get that out to you today. So as long as you just send me a quick, quick message. Okay. Uh, you'll have your code today. So thank you. And let's move on. We've got more to give away, but we're going to jump into our first round table. And Rob, you, you brought up about Bonnie Ross talking about, uh, you know, doing an apology for, for the halo and, you know, they had a lot of problems and oh, yeah. a lot of people, I mean, this holiday season, probably more than any other, we have just, I think gamers are starting to feel like we're paying these companies to beta test their software. And we've seen a lot of AAA titles recently that are broken on day one. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's becoming the norm. Like we, I mean, in lots of games, even the ones that don't make the headlines, but they still have that huge day one patch, they're broken. You have to have that day one patch to fix the game you already bought on day one to make it even playable. But then beyond that, you've got these that even that doesn't fix it and they're broken. Games like Battlefield 4, which was, how long was that, Brian? Close to a year? Seven months. Seven months that game was broken. Assassin's Creed Unity, which I think they've put out their fourth patch in, is what, as many weeks trying yeah. to fix it? Halo Master Chief Collection took about a month, roughly, to get it to where it's working. Um, and I, I know there's been others that are, are just broke, and they're not Well, working. yeah, and that's just on the three... I mean, well, a just lot of those games are... Well, Halo's just Xbox, but, I mean, you have whatever the racing game is over on the PlayStation side that they were trying to give away. They still can't get that to work. Oh, I mean, what is the name of that yeah. game? Um, Drive Club? Drive, Drive Club. Club. Yeah, in the PlayStation, like if you're a PS Plus member, you're supposed to get that game free, and they've actually indefinitely delayed that. They're right. trying. To, they're trying to get the game to function before they even bring that back into the right, right. lineup. Yeah. So, well, this kind of, I mean, it goes into like from the end of 2013 all the way through this year. This, it's been the year of the broken game. It, it's every game now is broken. It's just. They don't work. We are beta testers. If you're asking the question, are we pay paying them to be beta, beta testers? Yes, we are. We, we are, absolutely. And the only thing to do is to not buy the games on day one until you see that they work. Kind of sound like, I did, that's not the reason why I didn't buy Master Chief Collection. It wasn't because I, I thought it was going to be broken. Like, I'm, I'm super surprised that it's broken. But once I heard it was broken, I was like, well, I'm not going to buy it until it's working. You know, and then it comes around and says, okay, for people who did buy it, we're going to give you these things, you know, which is nice of them to do. But then yesterday I kind of said to Wang, it's like, you know, I wish I would have known they would have done that because then I would have bought it just to get that one part free, you know. Um, but yet that's, that's, you're in a toss up being an early adopter and, and being a late adopter and it's just kind of the benefit that the people who had to deal with it for the last month and a half you know they get that free perk but I'm telling you these games being broken when they come out is not good and it's very it's frustrating me 
absolutely frustrating me because it's it's pathetic in my mind. They just they don't care about us. That's that's the way I feel about it. Well, true because it's a business. True. Yeah. Um. So, and I think a lot of gamers are getting really frustrated. You know, now we're doing. You know, they wanted your money up front, so we're doing the pre-orders. Now with digital pre-orders, your money's gone the moment you buy it. It's not like going in and buying retail or pre-ordering on retail. You know, you put $5 down, you could back out. Even after the game is in the store, when you go to pick up, you can say, ah, I decided I don't want it. And you can get your money back. Now, GameStop, will they'll, they'll fight you on that, but you can get your money back. I mean, they, they yep. legally can't keep it. But with digital, the, your money, that money comes out right then and there, and the game starts downloading. Mm -hmm. And you own it from that day before it's even out. So if it's broke, you, you just wasted your money until they get around to fixing it. And I'm sorry, a month later, that's a long time, and it's seven months is insane. You know, um, So it is really ridiculous, and it is becoming the norm, which is not a good pattern. So... I'm curious what you guys think. What can what can we as gamers do? Because like you said, Bron, they don't the game the companies don't care. Their whole we're sorry, we appreciate you, blah blah blah. That's PR marketing. Okay? The the finance guys don't care. How many time how many battlefield games have come out on day one? How many consecutive battlefield games have come out and have not worked on day one? Oh. Uh one the last the last three for sure you know because you had bad company two battlefield three battlefield four so those three there for sure didn't work and i you know, i mean i even think bad company the first bad company didn't work right off the bat either so i mean the last the last three for sure the last six yeah. to eight years none of them work on day one and, um, and they always give you the same canned line. Oh, we didn't oh, know it was going to be so popular. We did, yeah, we didn't know it was going to be so popular. And and the thing is, they use that line. Every we didn't time. know it was going to be so popular. They used it for Battlefield 4. We didn't know it was going to be so popular. Yada, yada, yada. And because then, they're like, spinning a negative yeah. to make it sound like, wow, our yeah. game is so amazing, everybody yeah. wants on. That's yeah. that's what they're doing in these things. So they don't care about the gamers. Yeah, you know, and then no. three months, three months into it, still not working. They're like, "Well, we're canceling, we're we're suspending all DLC because there's a problem with the core game and the core code, and we got to fix it first. And it was just like, so it's not because it was popular; it's because you shipped a broken game, and that's when everybody started to get really ticked off. I mean, and, and that's a good point about the the DLC being canned because Assassin's Creed Unity did that. And they said, we're scrapping all the DLC. Well, what about those people that paid, you know, people paid money out in advance that went out yeah. of their pocket the moment they bought their, their season pass. And now you're going to say, well, we're just not going to follow through on that. Yeah, Battlefield at least was just suspended. But then if you read, um, like somebody on the Facebook post was like, hey, I got my... I got my code saying I could pick my free game from all the connection issues for Battlefield Unity. I clicked the link to buy my game, and it has connection and server issues. Yep, it didn't work. <laughs> I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, uh, it's just, 
Yeah, that's yeah. just annoying. Ubisoft, it's Ubisoft's. I think is fast becoming the next EA. Um, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see Ubisoft make it into the worst worst company this next year. Um, True, because Assassin's Creed, the whole thing I was talking about, Risk, not showing up in the game channel. That's an Ubisoft title. Um, people have had issues with the UPlay. Um, you know, um, oh, horrible. Uh, what's their uh, Far Cry? Can't remember Far Cry Four. I think worked okay, didn't it on launch? I can't recall yeah, I if there was issues. issues. I don't remember that one being an issue. The um, game is super buggy, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There I are. see people. I, I see like animals flying across the <laughs> screen and stuff all the time. I'm just like, what is this game actually doing? Is you know. So we'll get back to the question here. What since the the companies don't care, and they're still they're still selling a bajillion copies. Um, what can we do as hardcore gamers? What are some suggestions that you guys think we can give the community to maybe stand up and voice our concern over this? Or is there nothing we can do? Well, you know, I was actually thinking about this a little bit, and a couple of things kind of came to mind. Number one, I mean, I'm not going to answer your question directly right away. I just want to give a little background that I was thinking first. So how does a company get in this kind of situation in the first place? Uh, If you look at how most companies work, it's going to be a couple of motivating factors. Number one is you have a game. I'll use like Battlefield, for example. Just You can insert any game here. Battlefield doesn't matter. Just just the one that I'm using. So use Battlefield. It took like a year to iron out all the issues, correct? Is that, yeah. that about right, right, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. So let's say it took close to a year to iron everything out. And when did that come out? Was that two years ago? Like in 2012? Mm. Is that right? It was about a year ago. Wasn't it November of last year? Yeah, it was 2013. So 2013 release? Okay. Mm. Okay, so as a company is working on a game, there's a development cycle of a couple of years. And within the company, you have a number of competing factors. You have the development team, you have marketing, and then you'll have, let's say, like project management, which kind of like tries to tie everything together. And they have a, a business uh, date set of when they're going to go live to uh, you know the public. That's pretty much, des- I think, um, brought together by marketing and some based on the programmers themselves and what they're able to accomplish. And then once a game is in development, what I, I at least envision is... There's these different things that they've decided to bring into the game, either like fantastic graphics, new capabilities, new online stuff. I mean, whatever it is, they're trying to bring in all this stuff to lure people in to buy their game, to make their game look different and look better than any other game that came before it. And there's a cost to that. There's a development cycle that is involved in bringing that stuff to life. At that point, at some point in the game's development cycle, I feel that they reach a period where it's like, holy cow, we cannot in any way deliver everything the way that we wanted it by this time. Because as development cycles, like, Brian, you're a programmer, you kind of know how this stuff kind of works. It's like you have a set date and then things just aren't working right. They take longer to do, they take longer to fix, and then you want to push your date out. Well, 
the programmers need to push stuff out. Marketing wants to keep it because all of their materials, you know, they're, they're setting this expectation of when the game's going to be out. And then you have the fans. You have the people that are waiting for the game. Maybe they pre-ordered, you know, maybe they've pre-purchased the digital download, which we st are starting to see now. You have these people that are expecting to see this game in November. And, you know, pick a hobby, whatever it is, you know, it could be like comics, it could be video games, board games, whatever it is. If something doesn't meet a particular date, people are vicious. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? People start saying like, why isn't this game out? I've really been looking forward to this. I want it. And they start slamming the game, slamming the company. Well, it, that is, I think, all of these things coming together kind of causes... Um, various decision makers to kind of like, I think, try to play good guy, try to please everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Where they try to bring the game out in time to please marketing. Hey, you want to hit the Christmas season? Great. The fans want it. The fans have been clamoring across hundreds of websites and forums and groups and all. They've been clamoring for this game to come out. The programmers, they're now rallying, like, we need to delay this game. This stuff's not working right. Then eventually a decision is made. Okay, here's our gold date, the date that we have to have the, the, the gold version of the game so they can print the discs or whatever. It's like, okay, we made a decision. We're not going to slip the date at all. We're going to go gold on this date. Programmers get to work. You have four weeks to fix the game. <laughs> Everybody works night and day. It doesn't work out. It does absolutely does not work out. And then release day comes because nobody wanted to make the big boy decision to say, hey, we got to delay this game another six months or another year. The day comes, everybody's unhappy. Programmers are unhappy. The press is unhappy. The gamers are unhappy. It all snowballs. It all collapses. Or worse yet, you're like EA and your servers don't work either. And by the way, that is two different things. I know you guys have just talked about it. The EA backend, you know, our game is too popular. That has nothing to do with a buggy game because <laughs> the game's right. running on your console. The backend is totally different. So for them, they had two crappy things. Okay, mm -hmm. not just one. But so you have these things that all come together and they decide not to make the smart decision and delay the game. And then everybody's unhappy. Now, if they did delay the game, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place as well. Because now marketing suffers. They have to reprint all their stuff. They have to push all these date outs, dates out. If they have launch events, they got to push all that back. And you don't know if it's going to be ready again then either. You don't know if you're going to miss the buzz. There's so many factors that you'll lose. So it's, it's such a huge gamble for these companies on what to do right, you know, what's the best decision and such. And I think for a lot of these companies, what's been happening lately is they've been taking a gamble and they've been losing. Well, because in the, in the past, what? Oh, no, go, I mean, go ahead. What I was going to say is in the past, they've been able to get away with it because, heck, five years ago, if they took a gamble like this where they're, you know, the game's not quite ready, we'll fix it on launch day. You know, the games weren't as complex. Like, uh, 
was it uh, Assassin's Creed Unity that had like 10,000, like there was that one scene where you're overlooking the courtyard. Didn't they say there's like 10,000 individual people walking around there? I thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's something crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's so much complexity to these games now, and it's just going to get worse. It is just going to get worse because we're expecting and demanding to see more and more with each game. Because if the game is the same, you're not going to be interested in it. I mean, that's oh. one complaint I heard about Far Cry 4. It's too much like Far Cry 3, you know, and it just hasn't been working out for them. So I, I think that all these companies are going to have to take a look at what the expectations are and what their capabilities are and make better decisions on that. Because if you gamble on being able to like just squeak through at the last moment, it, it's not working out anymore. I mean, it's. Well, go ahead. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're gambling. They're. 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 You know, when you were going back in the programming and stuff, you know, it's like all the requirements and what they want to do is all done first, and then they say, okay, if we do this, right. and they pad some time on, you pad uh, ten to fifteen percent onto it or something like that. You say, okay, we think we can make it out to this date. Okay, two years down the road. So then right. what happens is the next E3 that comes along, they announce the game and they show it. Okay, mistake number one. You just showed a game that's still a year and a half out, but now that you yeah. showed it, people know it's coming. They they you rattle, You made the mistake of rattling off some of the things you want to do. Now you have to meet those requirements, which is even more pressure. Which you and might then, not be able to. Because, yeah. you know, I, I don't mean to like totally nope. interrupt and just make a quick point here. Years ago, what I really feel happened, like when you had all your different sports games, you know how every year the players looked more and more realistic, their um, their motions were more fluid-like and more realistic. They added a little each time. And I feel stuff that wasn't ready, they just held it back and they released it the next year, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't do that when you show a game <laughs> at E3. <laughs> Right. Well, as soon as it's there, it's expected, like you said. Well, that that, and you go along, and then they say, okay. Then they finally come out and say, okay, we showed since we're showing it now, we have to have it like in a year and a half, you know. So, oh, it's coming out November, and by the way, we can take your money right now. And what do they do? They take the consumer's money, and that is the second biggest mistake you can do. Because now that you've taken the money, you have to deliver it. Okay. Yeah, because once you once you so, once you delay it, people are ticked off. So here's what needs to happen in, in this digital world that we have. Okay, don't announce a game until you know it's coming out six months. How much more hype do you need in six months? You know, or or like we said investors. a billion times, it's, it's money, bro. It's all money. It's based on investors. They want, you know, it it goes beyond. It's not our money. Right. It goes beyond that. I mean, we got well, you know, it's, it's the big picture. And let me let me read something here. President okay. uh, EA President Peter Moore said in January of this year that the company did not see any negative impact to sales as a result of the uh, technical issues. He said any negative impact to sales was actually due to the transition from current gen to next gen consoles, and that other video game franchises franchises were feeling similar effects. Okay, so. Whether that's true or not, again, it's like you can't really 
everything that comes out of any company is spin for the positive. Right, right. So, I mean, but that's then, that's misleading because they already had everybody's money. So then the second part <laughs> of this was as a reward for players who bought the game early and continue to play despite all the problems, um, they dice rewarded players with an all month long free multiplayer content such as bronze and silver battle packs xp boosts and events camouflage skins shortcut bundles for weapons and additional content for premium members does that does that make it okay um bonnie ross is saying halo ods you're gonna get a ods what is it odst um yeah. for free they're gonna give you like a game for free um Ubisoft say we're going to give you a free $60 game. Does that make it okay? Uh, oh, wow. Crickets. Well, <laughs> it, it, it alleviates... No, the so answer is no, Bron and Rob. It, it, uh, you should say immediately, no, it's not... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not okay. It's them doing damage control, so the next game they bring out, people aren't so ticked off. They're like, well, they did make it up to us by giving us this game or trying to make it up to us by giving us this game. So, but I mean, but all that stuff and even like, like the Peter Moore and stuff like that, the, like I said, the reason why it didn't look like anything happened is because they already took the people's money. And now that they take people's money, they have to meet they, that deadline and they don't care if the game's broken because they already took people's money. So the first thing that needs, like I was going to say, is like the first thing that needs to happen is and you're talking about investors, I, I understand. The investors know, can know that games are coming down the road, and they can know that they're going to get so much money. I think to alleviate issues like this, like people absolutely despising a company because of what they're doing, is you don't announce the game too early, and you don't take pre-orders anymore. Because we're in a digital world where I can buy it and download it. Or if you want to take pre-orders, take them a week ahead of time. Because pre-orders are pointless now, in my mind. There's no reason I have pre-order anymore. So what'd you think of the announcement that Rob gave in the news of Sniper 3 coming out in 2016? I, I'm surprised That's... you didn't comment on that. We had a news item today. I almost didn't put it in because I'm like, this is over. This is two years yeah. away. Yeah, but Sniper then I'm Ghost like, Warrior. you know what? I'm going to put it in here anyways and see. Because I really thought you'd say something, Ron. <laughs> Uh, they, I probably stopped listening as soon as I heard the word sniper in it. Oh, there you <laughs> And I know you like that game. No, not that one. Oh, okay. I like okay. I liked Sniper Elite V2. Okay, okay. Uh, this is yeah, a different it's... Sniper Ghost Warrior. No, I did not like that game at all. Yeah. So I but... mean it's, it's just like it, when you when we watch E3 and stuff and you watch games and they're like, "Oh, here's just a trailer." And and Bungie did it too. Or when did they announce Halo 5? It was 2 years ago, right? Um, they showed Halo 5 yes, when they announced, at E3 announced the Xbox. E3 2012. Oh, or we no, e it looks like we did. Yeah. E3, what are we, 2014? Yeah. No, it was E3 2013 they announced it because that's when they announced Xbox One. Okay. Or that's when they showed it all off. So, okay. um, two years, yeah, in advance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now. So. Well, you guys have to excuse the video. It's yeah. all popping Rob's around. Back. There he is. There he is. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, you know, it's there's a combination of things, but what can we do as gamers to hopefully right. stop or prevent this from happening? Don't do pre-orders. You know, it, it, I'm not saying don't go buy a game on day one. If you're a fan of it, like, I'm going to buy Halo 5 the day it comes out. But, 
even but knowing in my head. We're in a digital world now, Bron. A lot of people like myself have made the move to digital. So if I yeah, want to play the game on day one, I need to pre-order and pre-download it. Yeah, so that it's ready day, to go. Otherwise, a, a it would take 36 hours like Halo to download the whole darn thing and install it so I can play yeah, it. Yeah, but you, you can do that a week ahead of time or something like but that. But that's a pre-order. Yeah. That's the yeah, well, pre-order. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but the people that, when they took pre-orders last year for Halo 5 or that's, whatever. That was dumb, yeah. They have people's money. So tell me, do you think they're going to push Halo 5 until 20... 16 because they have 30 million dollars of, of or 30 million gamers money there's yeah, what i think what i think you're going to see is i think you're going to see more kickstarter stuff coming along from these triple really? a titles yeah even worse <laughs> even they, worse they want your money if they know they i mean kickstarter is very successful you don't think that EA yeah. or Ubisoft or Activision is going, gee, we could get, say, we might. Think about it now. They just announced Sniper Ghost Warrior two years in advance. Yeah. They probably haven't even started making the game yet. Or they're at the very beginning. They're like, hey, we're making it. We just had our first meeting today. We're going to make it, so we're announcing it. Kickstarter's like, well, if we get enough money, then we'll start put together a team. Yeah. But they get all that money even sooner than they can on a pre-order. And I, it doesn't surprise me to see these big companies doing that. Well, no, Kickstarters, Kickstarters are successful for the people that don't have the money and are not getting the support from the big publishers. Like, if EA ever kickstarted a game, they need to be, like, laughed off the what face it, of their... Yeah, think the, about it. EA could have come out and said, we're going to do a Kickstarter for Star Wars Battlefront. You don't think that sucker would have met its funding day one? I would hope it wouldn't. It would. I guarantee it would have. Oh, that then the every person who would kickstart that would need to be bonked upside the head. You're giving a, a multi-billion-dollar company. You're giving them money to build a game. If they were going to make money off of it, they'll build the game themselves. They have the funding, their own funding for that. That's where I think Kickstarter comes in. You know, these these companies go and they 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 can't do it on their own. They can't self-start up something. Um, they can't get money from the bank. They put their house on. You know. You know, a second mortgage on their house because they go and pitch it to EA or Ubisoft, and those people laugh them out of the building. So then they go and they get Kickstarters, and these people that see it's like, oh, I'd really like to play a game like that. That's what Kickstarter is for. If you're like, yeah, we're EA and we want your money now before we even build the game, and if it successfully gets kickstarted, we don't even have to deliver the game, but we get your money. And that's just there's just no way, no way for that. But we're gonna have to. <laughs> we need to move on to our next topic, yeah, I suppose, yeah. huh? This is, yeah. yeah. So uh, before we do, we'd like to give another ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Um, another $20 gift card. This one's going out to uh, Gunny Chief. So congratulations. Merry Christmas. Uh, I, I will. Sh I, I have you on my friends list, I know, for a fact, because we played some Diablo 3. So, Gunny, I will send out your $20 Xbox gift card code to you tonight as well after the show. Uh, congratulations to you as well, um, and thank you for and thank you for supporting us. Um, let's move on to the next one. There was an article out. Um, Polygon had a story up that uh, Microsoft's Arcadia service will stream games and apps. So uh, they are working on the story. Was that their Microsoft is building a cloud-based service codenamed Arcadia to stream apps and video games. 
Um, let's see, this Arcadia is based on Microsoft's cloud computing infrastructure known as Azure and is being developed by, by a streaming technology team within the company's operating systems group. The service is said to replace Rio, the code name for the game streaming technology that Microsoft demonstrated during an internal company meeting last September. Um, the, the Virgin reported at the time that the Rio demo streamed Halo 4 to a Windows phone device with a 360 controller attached and to a low-end computer running Windows. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole article, but what I thought about this, and you know, we've talked about Sony's got Gaikai. Um, I, I really thought Microsoft was going to purchase OnLive at some point. But, um, you know, this, if they're going to use their own service, this probably makes more sense to go there, this direction. Do, do you think they're doing this to solve the backward compatibility problem? Uh, so two questions for you guys. Do you think they're doing it solely to, for the backwards compatibility? Um, is this really needed? So, Rob, what do you think? Well, it could definitely be used to fix the Xbox 360 compatibility issue on the Xbox One. And at the same time, it can, um, this can push gaming outside of just even the Xbox um, environment, meaning that you can now technically play games of some sorts uh, uh, across all Microsoft devices. You can use this to, you know, possibly play some powerhouse games on Surface tablets and what's that new uh, one that they got with stream and the phones and tablets, you name it. They can uh, spread this across all of the different uh, ecosystems. The big question is, is what is the content they're going to offer through this? Is it going to be 360 titles? Could it be Xbox One titles? Could it be sort of like a sling box? for your console where, you know, you can use this and basically like, let's say like stream your Xbox one to the service and then, you know, play it on the train while you're driving home or, you know, maybe play it in the car while you're driving home on a highway. No, no you don't want to do that. That'd be dangerous. But, you know, it just, uh, it opens up a lot of different um, possibilities, although we don't know a whole lot. We just know that it's happening, but it's hard to say how encompassing this is going to be. And the more encompassing that it is, meaning the more devices, the more games that are available, the more features to this, that's what's going to make it cooler. If if I can just stream stupid little like word games to a browser or something like that, big deal. It's like, I don't care. I'll, you know, I'll use my phone for that. You know, I don't, I don't need this kind of service, but, if you can game just about anywhere on a console or on some kind of device that's underpowered, that's that could be pretty cool. I'd love to play Crackdown 3 on my uh, Surface tablet when I was traveling on the road. It would be nice because then I could carry my Surface. I wouldn't have to, like, pack in my Xbox. I'd just maybe take a controller and my Surface tablet. Yeah. That'd be sweet. So, oh, yeah. And maybe this will play into our, 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 uh, the story we had last week about Windows 10. And somehow yeah, integrating with Xbox, maybe maybe that's going to allow it in that new OS. Yeah, because the biggest thing that limits gaming on any system is number one, the video card, and maybe number two, the processor in the system. And if you get rid of all of that and you're just streaming stuff to it, like any of those devices can play YouTube or who knows what else, just fine, I'm sure. 
if you can get rid of those heavy duty, you know, polygon drawing, whatever, you know, bit plane color, this and that shader business, if you can get rid of all of that altogether on, on these systems, you can have a gaming system anywhere, right? On any device. And if that happened and say in the yeah. next 10 years, this happens, does that mean we'll never see another console release? Because you don't need a console Very good anymore. Question. Very good question. They Microsoft would possible. be out of. There would be no Xbox. Maybe that's why it's Xbox One. There isn't going to be an Xbox Two, or <laughs> it's going to be the end of it because everything. <clears throat> if they go to streaming, then they're going to say, "Bring your own device. We don't have to build. Yeah. We don't have to build the hardware anymore. Sony can keep building hardware if they want, which they might not do either if they with with Gaikai." But they're going to say, hey, you want to stream on an iPad or you want to play on a Surface or you want to play on your tablet or your laptop or your PC? We don't care. Yeah. Just pay X, pay for Xbox Live Gold or something or pay for yeah, a streaming subscription service. And then you never have to buy a console. But you got that. You got that what about right putting on. them on our TVs, though? I mean, there's still got to be a way to hook it up to the TV. But, you know, what they could do is like, I don't know if you guys have seen the Amazon Fire TV, uh, Google TV. It's just like a little USB key. That plugs into oh, your TV. You could buy your sticks. Xbox little USB key and plug it in. Oh, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy you to plug that into your to the side of your television, and there you go. That's all you need. It, it's that, wireless connection built into that, true. and there's the app right there, and it plugs into your phone or under your TV, and you're playing off your TV. The controllers connect up to that. Yep. I could see and, that happening. That'd be pretty cool, man. And, and, and if you, you know, did that, they did something like that. Sorry, I'm getting all excited now. You could t <laughs> instead of playing on the now. Surface tablet, I could take that little tiny USB key, USB thumb drive, and put it into one of those TVs at a hotel, and bam, I'm playing, just like that. Yep. No hooking up you the know, consoles or anything like that. You know, because what you had mentioned, I mean, it, it's almost right on because the time where consoles were like the big seller and the company was trying to get their console into every house those days are i think gone to a degree because it's all service-based exactly it's the ecosystem that makes the money you look at a company like netflix they're like a multi-million billion whatever dollar company they have no hardware but they're available on iPhones on Android on Roku on just rattle off the systems the you know, Xbox One on TVs they don't care they don't care about the hardware they care about the service because they're sucking in eight dollars a month every month out of people's pockets they don't care about if you buy you know a thirty dollar like what was that uh, Amazon just had a sale on their new stick their Fire TV yeah I got mine for twenty. Yeah, I wish I knew about that. I missed out on that. But even now, it's 40 bucks, which is dirt cheap. Or you can get the big fire one for like 79 if it's still on sale, normally 100 or Roku's or whatever. You, you know, it's like as, as long as you're getting the people for the content, that's a reoccurring cost. A console is a one-time cost. And that doesn't matter anymore. For Xbox One, I'm sure they're losing money. They're losing a lot of money. For every console that they're selling for like what three twenty nine with the two games and such, they're losing a lot of money in there. But once they got you, 
you're going to be buying games and that's where they're going to make the money. And if it's digital content, they're going to make even more money than they have in the past because they're cutting out the retail middleman, the distributors and all that stuff. And there's no production costs either. I mean, there's no, you know, box, no shipping, no, and there's none of that. So, um, it's just a, a different environment nowadays. And if you get rid of that hardware requirement and you're across all these different devices, you're just gonna, you're just opening up the market to you. You know what I'm saying? Because you can yeah. go on any device. You're cutting anywhere. out the the entrance fee. Like right now, you have to yeah, buy yeah. if you want to be if you want to play Halo Master Chief Collection. It's a three hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. Just Easy. well, it's it's at least because you got to buy the console, and then you got to buy the game. So you're at four hundred and ten dollars. Okay. Now, if you had a stick. Or you could play it on your computer. You pay your service fee, which everybody does nowadays. Your your TV, your cable bill, your satellite bill, your cell phone bills, your home phone bills. Everything is service based. You know, I don't know how many things. I, I you know think about it. How many things do you pay on a reoccurring monthly basis? There's, There's so many things so nowadays much. that yeah, everything is service based, subscription based. Everything like everything sucks. Stupid sucks satellite out. radio. Yeah. I felt compelled. I never had it, never needed it. Bought my new truck last year. I got six months of it for free. It expired. And what did I do? Dumped like $180 to pay for a year subscription. Why? And you didn't even drive to work. <laughs> I don't even drive to work. I know. I'm like, why did I do that? I just got six months for $54. <laughs> but I like it. You know, it's oh, like, I, love I, it. I like it. And it's like, yeah. so when I'm in my car, once I lost it, then I was like, oh, man, because I did go a little ways back because I had no intent. I'm not going to buy this. I'm not paying subscription for radio when I can get radio, which I'm glad I did now because the radio station I used to listen to in town is gone. The regular the radio. decent radio, rock radio station, and they're gone. I was like, oh. Regular, regular radio is horrible. And it's horrible. for commercials, too. So oh, I, it's ridiculous. And it's I do horrible. love the fact that it's like, I, you know, I can just go to, I feel like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, hair bands, uh, country. I can just hit a button and bam, I'm listening to that type yeah. of music. I do like that. Yeah. But anyways. Big so, fan of lithium. Lithium. Yes, that is my favorite channel. <laughs> <laughs> that and um, hair guitar are my two two favorites. Hair guitar. Isn't that the name of the channel? Hair Nation. Hair, hair Nation. Yeah, Sorry. Hair Nation. Yep. Yeah. Hair guitar. Oh, hair guitar, I think, is on the DirecTV. I think that's their streaming channel I, I listen to air guitar i listen to opie radio in the morning <laughs> with opie and jim norton so anyways they're not paying us so be quiet Brian. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's a cool idea hopefully we're going to see the streaming coming soon and i didn't uh, get the you... answer oh i'm sorry go <laughs> ahead brud you cut him out rob was long-winded and yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm watching the clock, and we have another yeah. one to discuss. So yeah. I'm trying well, to be make cognizant of the. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I didn't realize you still had something to say. Go ahead. Okay, I'll make it. I'll start off by saying that I I, I like the pushing forward, and, and stuff like that. I am. I mean, I'm excited to see streaming and and that type of stuff. Um, but here's a, a couple of problems. I I like that they're working on it because they did say earlier last year or later last year, or early this year, that they wouldn't be doing it. Because uh, they wouldn't do it unless they could get it to work. That that was their thing that they're saying. Because 
you know, PlayStation, who did PlayStation Now, they announced it when they announced the PlayStation. Um, it was supposed to come shortly after the release of the PlayStation. Um, and it's still not really out uh, because they got reamed up and down by the cost of the games that they were trying to rent and stuff like that. Um, but I would say it doesn't fix backwards compatibility issues because I can't stick my game in and play. Now, if we're talking about doing another service to where, like, you know, you rent a game or purchase a 360 game, or if you've already purchased it, you can play it again or something, that'd be cool. Um, but one thing I'll, I'll say is that, um, and this is something like we've talked about and we don't like, even though Master Chief Collection is probably a different example of it, is this constant remaster, 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 remaster. So um, all these remasters that they're just reselling and stuff, because what is it like? Devil May Cry was the original Devil May Cry was released on the, the last gen consoles and it was called DMC, but now they're remastering DMC, which is a remaster of the original Devil May Cry or something like that. They just announced it last week. So it's like the second remastered version of it and they're going to resell it again. And I, it is Devil May Cry by Capcom because then that would make complete sense. Devil May Cry was from Capcom. So, um, but it's if they can get it to work and stuff, that's that's cool. But I don't see, <clears throat> I don't see them going away or us getting just something like that right away. Because even Steam's trying to do it. They're just saying, here's our service. You can play into your Steam games on there. You just got to have a Steam machine, which then opens it up. But all these Steam machines are still like a thousand dollars. So, but uh, it'll be neat. But I don't think it'll it'll fix our fix our issue so but i do agree with the service thing if it's you know it's services are where things are going i see that every day in programming and and all that stuff so the only downside to all that service stuff is it can be taken out yeah so yeah well there, therein lies the new challenge how do you uh keep these services up for your customers <laughs> yeah so yeah how do you prevent people from saying like you don't get to do this or else we will do this. You know, it's all it's your like, Xboxes belong to us. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things like with Sony and the interview movie and Sony is the corporation. I think that's horrible. <laughs> I think it's crappy what's happening to them because, <clears throat> you know, they're being held hostage and then the United States is being threatened. If we show this movie, they're going to bomb places and do this and do that. And it's literally, we just had our First Amendment rights, like, stripped from us by another country, which is very aggravating to me. But, um... But. Hey, Brun, just so you know, your buddy Ventral Loki says, I'll take next topic for 100, Alex. <laughs> uh, hold on, let's see what's in that envelope. I'll get it right out for you. <laughs> what's in that envelope is our third Christmas winner! Yay! So congratulations to Mr. Drumroll, please. Monkey Punch. Congratulations. You have won a $20 Xbox gift card from this Xbox Live. Merry Christmas. We hope uh, you find something fun to uh, buy with it. So, all right. And I will get that out to you as well as the other winners. I got one more still to go. Uh, so after this next topic, we'll give our last giveaway. But oh, um, this is a quick one for me. <laughs> yeah, this will probably be pretty quick, um, <laughs> which is good. 
Uh, Microsoft uh, supposedly is going to reveal an Xbox VR headset at E3 2015. Um, of course, Microsoft has said, quote, we have nothing to share concerning these reports, which obviously if, if they want it to be uh, a surprise, they're not going to say, yeah, we're working on it. <clears throat> but we know Sony's working on Project Morpheus, um, and obviously Microsoft has been working on the with the Hollow Room or the Luma Room, that's what it was. <laughs> and things so but it looks you know if this reports to be the stories to be believable or true we may have a vr headset for the xbox coming out sometime in the future i, I let me just say this real quick because i really don't have much to say. I, I there's no way i'll buy it i don't care if it was a dollar i wouldn't buy it maybe okay maybe a dollar but more than a buck i'm not <laughs> buying it because i don't even go to the c3d movies see 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 this? These things right here. Fifty percent, if not more, of this world has a pair of glasses on their face. Okay, maybe it's a little less. A lot of people wearing uh, contacts, and that solves their problem. But for people who wear glasses, going to see a 3D movie or putting on a VR headset causes complications. Um, and it's—I don't even do 3D movies because it's it, the game. The movie doesn't look good. Okay, you can't put and try to put two pair of glasses on your face. It just doesn't work. It takes the enjoyment of the movie away. Um, I much rather enjoy just seeing a movie normal. Um, I and same with these VR headsets and Oculus Rift. They may look really cool, but I'm not gonna want to stick some eight pound headset thing on my neck, on my head. I play when I usually play. I play for a long length of time, and I think this is gonna cause. All kinds of medical issues, not to mention you're staring at screens this far from your face, you know. Um, I just, you know, when I was a kid, I always was told to sit back from the TV. Now they're putting these things right, like, inches from your eyeballs. Um, so either... So that proves our parents were wrong. Either that <laughs> or nice. we're going to destroy <laughs> our vision uh, for the sake of selling more technology. But... Um, I don't need it. I don't want it. I could care less about it. I don't have a problem with them doing it, and I think it's cool if they are doing it and they put it out there. That's awesome because there are people that would love to have it, and I like to see them, um, you know, advancing, making advances, and, and giving us new options. I don't want it. I don't think it's needed. How about you, Bron? Okay. Um. Oh man. There was a headset like these things that they put on your face, and I forget what the name of it was. They announced it like seems like six years ago. What, what was script? the name of? Oh, that's the name of it. It's so familiar and makes so much sense because it's worthless. Um, it's a big, <laughs> huge paperweight on everybody's desk right now. Um, what? what are you talking about? Oculus, Oculus? Rift. It's yeah, it's horrible. Where is it? Is it out yet? No. I don't think it's out. It's not out. They're still it's, working it's, on it. Oh, they're still working on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those. That was wasn't they, that the original Kickstarter like eight yes. years ago? Yeah. It went, it went <laughs> like two million. It was like two million dollars, or went like two millions where it started out, or something. I forget. And the guy <laughs> sold it for twenty billion to that one company that destroys everything they touch. John Carmack. That's oh. Facebook. Oh. Um, <laughs> No, Oculus Rift, okay, so it's still not out. Um, I still don't know very many games that are that are 
using it. Uh, they're all demos, you know, so that doesn't, you know, help out any. Sony's making theirs, and so far, what I've heard by them guys is they'd have to rebuild all their games from the ground up to actually use it, um, or it's just a gimmick. Um, so there's that, that. That's another thing. And then, what's one of the biggest? What's one of the? What's the most? The highest used? What's the most played game? Purchased game? It's consistently Call of Duty, right? Yeah. You know, and it's Halo and stuff like that. How's that? Ocu- or how how are these headsets going to work with first person shooters? Is Probably it where your well. eyes look? Is that where the reticle is going to be, or do you still have to control that with your controller? So if I'm staring straight ahead and I have my thing here and I look to the right, my cursor stays straight ahead. So now I got to use my right stick to move the cursor into my zone of view, or is it just now? Do I just does it target my eyes? Does it do this? You know, is what what's controlling the gun? What's what's doing this? It's just there's so many things just for that game. Now if we're gonna say well, it's just gonna be used for driving games or flying games. Okay, well. I'm not going to buy a $400 piece of uh, things to stick on my face that's going to have to have wires strewn everywhere because we're in a wireless world. And there's just a thousand things, and I'm looking at it. And, and I know there's people that'll like it, but I'm just like, it's a complete waste of time in my book. It's a complete waste of time and resources. Wait till Oculus comes out on the PC and let those people demo it for you and let you decide if you should sink your money into it. So I just think Microsoft's jumping because PlayStation did it. And PlayStation's promised so many things and they've yet to deliver on them. So who even knows if that thing will come out? So that's all. Wow, bah humbug. You guys are a bunch of Scrooges, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, here comes uh, um, he must have he must have invested in the company, no. <laughs> Oculus. Why rule. now that you mention it? <laughs> so what do you think, Rob? Well, a couple of things. Okay, you ready for me to get off on my wild goose chase tangent here? All right, so a couple of things. In order for this to be successful, it's got to be done well, and it's got to be done different than things have been done in the past because I look at what was available in the past. There's a couple of things that were available for the PC years ago. They really didn't go anywhere. They were more or less just super high-end expensive gimmicks where a couple of games supported it and uh, you know this is 15 years ago maybe even more and i mean the technology just wasn't there nintendo tried it with the what are they called the vr boy virtual boy some yeah, everything was a virtual boy and i happened to be uh employed by circuit city at the time and we sold these things around the holiday season and every single one of these that we sold came back. It got to the point of where nobody wanted to sell them because it was a guaranteed boomerang. And a lot of people just complained that it gave them headaches and all sorts of stuff like that, which I can understand. It makes the game unplayable. Plus the positioning of it, it was tabletop mounted and you kind of had to put your head in it. And it was kind of a weird way to play. You look at the evolution of all that into something like the Nintendo 3DS, wildly successful, extremely successful. However, it's a different system. It's a lenticular system. Instead of goggles, it's passive. You don't need to wear anything. 
and um, it's you know it's it's got a marginal effect, but you know it, it's okay. Other than those, I really can't think of. Well, plus, I mean, there's a TV stuff, I guess, um, TV and, and movie stuff. But other than that, we really haven't had a product that really take this 3D business and just run away with it. Is Oculus that product? It's hard to say because I think they're out with development kit two, which is like the second generation of the pre-production development stuff. So even that's not out yet and it's going to hit all sorts of different devices. We'll have to see what happens with that. And right so, now it's a, but right now it's a major gimmick. Exactly. That's, exactly. I mean, we're talking about gimmicky things and that's exactly what the Oculus Rift is because anytime you see people doing, it, it's like, Hey, this person has Oculus Rift and they're on a roller coaster or they're, yeah. Thinking they're getting their head chopped off or something like that. It, it's 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 a <laughs> gimmick. I mean, yeah. Oh, I, like I said, the driving. The only thing I see is driving and flying. That's the only thing that that actually has done something. Because you have yeah, the VR it, headsets for Euro Truck Simulator and stuff like that. Yeah, because these those headsets would need to be used in conjunction with something else that yeah. provides an immersive experience. Can Connect do something like that? I don't know. I, I can't say. But, you know, like Brun had mentioned, you know, what are you going to do in a first-person shooter where you're looking to the left? Where's your gun? What's it pointed at? However, if you have a gun that you're holding and you can aim while you're looking, maybe that'll change it somewhat. You know, maybe that'll give you a different experience. But having a controller in your hand and you looking left, who knows how how well it can create that experience for you because this is all about creating an immersive experience to make you feel like you're in the game to give you that view that you are part of the game and if they do it right it can change gaming i think significantly because i look at this akin to um when you're playing a game in a room let's say and you're listening to the sound from the TV. When you're wearing headphones, it changes the experience a little bit because you can hear everything clearer and, you, and you're closer to the sound, which gives you a better auditory experience. Having the same thing with your eyes will give you a whole new experience, especially if you're using headphones, because you can't run away from the game. And what I mean is like, when you're playing a game, like let's say it's something, let's say it's a kind of a scary game. Let's say it's like one of those um, aliens games, or it's uh, Resident Evil, or you know something like that. You can like turn your head. <laughs> you can do something to get away from the game to like withdraw for a second. But if your eyes are part of the game the entire time, you can't leave. <laughs> you can close your eyes, I guess. Close your eyes. But, that's what I was gonna say. But rip the but, headset off. <laughs> but it's, you know, you know what I mean, Mark? I mean, it's just, I always think back about that time that you scared the bejesus out of me while I was playing, <laughs> what, Aliens versus Predator or whatever game that was. That was and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can, you if something startles, think about when you're playing those games and something startles you, all you do is you jump back and you probably turn your head, right? I'm guessing that's what probably most people do. Here, you turn your head as long as your eyes are open. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're still in the game. You cannot run away from it, which 
creates that better immersive experience and it has the possibility of changing the whole gaming experience if it's done well there are some caveats people do get sick with this stuff Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be for everybody. So if, if people get sick on it, it's a bummer. I I know people like uh, what was it? I, uh, just last week, I was on Street View of a, of a street over by work, and I spun the screen around, and the lady that was looking over my shoulder, she's like, "Whoa!" And I mean, she got dizzy just from looking at that. People that get so like messed up uh, with the visuals just from the simple things like that, they won't be able to handle this. Well, there's, well, there's uh, even some games that I've not, like some shooter games that I've had a hard time playing that will give me massive headaches. Some won't, some will, and I have not been able to figure out why. It's like certain, you know, certain games or the way that, I don't know if it's the way the visuals are done or if it has yeah. something to do with the refresh rate of the screen, and you may not notice it, but it's like, I've had, oh, what was the name of that game? It was on the 360 Oh man, I could only do about ten minutes, and my head, just uh, my head would be throbbing, and I'd have to turn it off, you know. Um, and I, I'm like, okay, so if I come back to it like another day, and ten minutes into it, I'm just a terrible headache again. And that was the oh, way that sure. game was. It was just like, why is it? Most shooters aren't that way, but I've had that problem with certain ones, and I've never been able to figure out why. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the the VR stuff would do. It could cause issues, like you said, for a lot of oh, people. For, I mean, it, it definitely will. For some people that are sensitive to that stuff, and I hope I'm not one of them, because if this stuff takes off and it's really just picking it up, if it's not too expensive or too out of reach. But either, there's so many unknowns. Like, how well is it going to be presented? What's the cost going to be? And what do you do? Like, right now, you have to buy two controllers if you want to play with two people, like, locally. What are you gonna do? Buy extra extra headsets for people? If you know, if they're like five, six hundred bucks a pop, that's more than a console. So they have to build these things. They have to build them to the point of where they work really well, and they have to meet a price point. I'd say if if it's around one hundred fifty bucks, like connect price range, it might do okay. But if your VR headset is twice as much as your console was itself. You know, it's gonna. I think the product's gonna be a flop, big time. So, I guess to answer your question in a long roundabout way, I, I would be interested in it. Uh, I'd be very concerned about the price, and uh, you know, if it's affordable and there's cool stuff for it and there's support, I would definitely be interested in picking it up just to make the whole gaming experience all that much better. Because I play the 3DS, and I love the 3D effect. I jack the 3D effect up all the way. Because uh, you have that little slider where you can like make it full on or like totally turn it off. So I love the 3D effects, and I like 3D movies. Um, I'd love to do 3D gaming if it's worth it, if it's done well. Alrighty. I think that wraps up our roundtable. Unless you guys had any further comments. Nope. Then what? What is that I hear? Jingle, jingle, jingle! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! You have a hold down. <laughs> Our last Merry Christmas present of the of, of this year goes out to Jap twenty eight. 
So Ooh. Merry Christmas and thank you again to all of you guys. We wish we could give everybody a Christmas present. We really do, but uh, maybe, maybe next year. Keep 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 using that uh, affiliate link. The more you guys use it, the more we'll be able to give back. Um, all right, so let's take this into our community section. Brian, you want to run with that? Uh, are you too tired? Did you go to sleep on us? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I did not go to sleep on you. Sorry, I was getting ready to type a message <laughs> to somebody that was in there. Sorry, what was the question? Community. <laughs> Community. Okay. There wasn't a question, well, I, by the way. Well, I know, I know. I, sorry. I thought Dude, he asked like me that if kid I wanted to. class that just got called on by the teacher. No, he asked if I was willing to take it. And I was like, well, yeah. what was the question part that I was going to take? So, community. Yeah. All right. So, uh, wow. on our community, we have a Facebook, which I'm back a part of. Yay! So, Woo! I saw there was big news. It's like, you know, guess who's back? And I was like, it was me who's back. And uh, it was really eventful. Loki was trying to say that he was back. But, you know, I beat him to the punch. Um, <laughs> uh, so facebook.com slash group slash this Xbox life, uh, good topics in there. Um, you can email us contact at this Xbox You can see our Twitter, which is twitter.com that, uh, slash this Xbox life. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail, which you will hear one here soon, uh, you can go to this Xbox over on the right hand side. You will see a, leave us a voicemail. I believe is what the tag says. Um, click that, follow the prompts or whatever you have to do to kick that up, and uh, you can leave us a voicemail, and you can be on the show just like Wing. I'm working on it. Okay. Hi, guys. Catflap97 here from the strangely warm UK on a dark Is it and gone? wet evening. Well, guys, nope. happy oh, yeah. holiday seasons to all you. Thank you for doing the show throughout the year. Doo, and happy doo, holidays doo, 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 doo. to the rest of the community. I hope everyone has some great gaming experience and uh, we all get what we want. Now, a little bit of advice from you guys and the community. Uh, Santa's going to be bringing me a uh, projector, a uh, front projector. So instead of using my 50-inch LCD, I'm looking into having a... About a 90-inch um, projector on my Xbox One. Can anyone please give me some advice on any brands or any type of uh, information or guidance on what type of projector I need to ask Santa to bring me? Um, any guidance on this, gentlemen, will be greatly appreciated and from the community because uh, I want to get the right one so I can uh, fully utilise it uh, with my Xbox One, mainly for gaming. Um, fours of things like that, 90 inch screen, it'd be fantastic. So, happy holidays. I hope everyone has a great new year. And I look forward to listening to your uh, podcasts throughout the year. Alrighty. So, thank you, Catflap1970. Um, so, if you guys heard. Hopefully you guys all heard that. I kept asking. Yeah. Is anybody hearing was, the voicemail? It was on there. Okay. Yep. So he want he he said he's asked Santa for a projector, or he knows Santa's bringing him a projector. 
but he's looking for uh, advice on what kind of projector, what brand, what he should be looking for, because he wants to use it to project a 90-inch screen for his Xbox One. So, I know for a fact Rob has had projectors in the past. I, Braun, I don't know if you've messed with them. I never have. Nope. Um, so, Rob, do you got any recommendations on what he, he needs to ask Santa for? Uh, I can offer a little bit of uh, guidance. I haven't uh, been shopping for projectors in quite some time now, so I really don't know uh, 100% what's current. Although, uh, from my experiences, uh, what I can add is uh, uh, a couple of things, and I'll just mention a couple of things prior to actually getting to the projector itself. Number one, the room that you have it in is extremely important because you really want somewhere that's light controlled. That's extremely important and that can affect your projector purchase uh, decision. And what I mean by that is a room that you can control the light in because if you have a room that can't get extremely dark, you really need to consider a projector that can get brighter because you need a much brighter projector to make a lit, to make uh, a good picture in a lit room, than uh, than like a perfectly dark room. So um, I had mine. It was up on the second floor of a building, and I had uh, blackout cloth curtains, which made the room perfectly dark, and uh, that really helped a lot. Uh, people have them in their basements. That works out as well too, because you can control the light down there. So with that being said, another thing I did want to mention is the surface that you're projecting on is extremely important. What I did is I, I did not purchase a screen of any kind. I actually built my own with instructions that I found on the internet. Uh, the, the screens that you purchase can be extremely expensive uh, because the cloth on them is very, very, very expensive. Um, I know the prices dropped down a little bit on them. So they're not as bad as they were when I bought mine, but uh, they're still extremely expensive, especially if you want to get a big one, because those screens are actually not white. They're more of a gray color. Uh, you do not get good color on a perfectly white screen. Most people think I'm going to shine it on my white wall. It's not going to, it'll work, but it won't give you good color uh, representation. Your blacks won't be right. So uh, what I did is I found uh, all these uh uh, posts on a forum called uh, AVS forums. Uh, that's somewhere that I'd recommend that you definitely look. Uh, there are huge home theater, audio, video uh, repository of information, tons of people comparing information on you know, receivers, televisions, projectors, you name it. There's so much discussion on there. There's a huge projector section and the people will discuss all their experiences with the different models. They have best buys. They have... Uh, you know, super high-end expensive projectors, which are way out of my price range, like ones costing in the tens of thousands of dollars. And then, you know, I don't know what that would uh, convert into, <laughs> uh, you know, pounds or whatever, but, uh, or euros. But uh, you can go on there and you can find a huge repository of information and, uh, you might actually want to have a projector that does dual duty, not just uh, specifically for gaming. The Xbox is, you know, a great uh, a video display, you know, for movies and such. So you'd probably want to steer something more towards the lines of like a home theater style projector and not something that is meant for a business 
uh, you know, static PowerPoint, Word document, PDF uh, display on the screen. Those are two different things, two different styles of projectors. Uh, the one that I had, it was a DLP projector with a spinning color wheel and such. Uh, I don't know how prevalent those are anymore. I'm sure there's a lot with LCDs now, LED, LCD. Uh, that probably might be a better way to go. And uh, one thing I also did want to mention was heat. Mine put out a ton of heat. It actually heated up the room after like a two-hour movie uh, quite a bit. And uh, so you'd want to have uh, positioning be important in your room. I actually bought a ceiling mount for mine. You can buy those and, and I put it up in the ceiling. I ran the cables and then it was just shown uh, from overhead onto the screen that I made. And I forgot to mention, I made a screen that I found online, uh, like I said, and it only cost me $70 to make. Uh, so that was uh, very inexpensive in comparison to what the professional ones were. And I think my screen was 100 inches. Yeah, it was 104 by 3. If I was to do it again, I'd do uh, 16 by 9, of course, because there's more widescreen content out there nowadays. But uh, from my experience, you know, unless you've got a ton of money and you just want to just pay outright for it, um, what I would do right now is go to AVS forums, check out the different projectors that they have, find something in your price range that works good for home theater and such, isn't too loud, um, that you can place well in the room because there's certain distances you have to be aware of for them and then also look at what you're going to do for a screen and uh, if you can find a screen cheaply you know hey go for it uh, or make your own which uh, if you're a little handy got a couple power tools you can cut some wood use staples and such uh, and all that you can uh, make one pretty inexpensively and uh, it'll work out really good so um you know, if you got any more questions, you know, feel free to, to sh you know, let us know. How's one, that? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, the one thing I was going to say is, is I, I haven't set up one and, and I don't have any experience. But the one thing to add about the room is because you're talking yeah. about your ceiling mount is make yeah. sure your room has a ceiling if you're going to use one of those ceiling mounts. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's insightful. <laughs> Yes. Please make make sure your room has a ceiling if you're going to use the ceiling mount. That's that's the only advice I can give. But it's yeah. pretty reliable. It's pretty and, reliable. And, and if you're going to play your Xbox on it, make sure make sure your room has an Xbox also. <laughs> exactly. Rob, I remember yeah. playing Call of Duty on that Wasn't big that screen sweet? at your house. Yeah. It, it was tough to get used to. It was so large. I actually, I actually didn't care for it. Um, yeah. I, it was just so big. You just got to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll get used to it after time, but. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy, but it was yeah, fun watching movies on that big screen. Yeah, it's the the experience is basically like because you were sitting, so it was a hundred inch screen, and you were sitting probably about eight feet away. Yeah, it was <laughs> nine, <big>. maybe nine. <laughs> I guess yeah, probably about nine feet closer. It's like an IMAX. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, so there's a sniper over in that window. Yeah, <laughs> watch out oh, for the planes over on this side. <laughs> I remember you were playing some game. I don't remember if it was like a racing game or, or what it was. And I was standing uh, up in the front of the room over by the doorway. And I remember you were racing. And then I felt like myself like leaning. 
<laughs> you know, I was like, I was right. swaying a little bit <laughs> as you were making your turns because I was like going in, you know, leaning into them. It's uh, you know, it's kind of like IMAX. Yeah, it's it's kind of like IMAX, and it's really awesome. So if if you're used to playing, you know, on an average size TV across the room, you know, twelve feet away or even more, yeah, when you get that big screen right up in front of your face, it is sweet, <laughs> and you do get used to it, and you do like it. It's good for movies too. Well, Cat Flap, I think you should uh, when if Santa's nice to you, and or when Santa brings you your setup, and you're all done. You should uh, take a picture of, uh, I don't know, yep. Halo or something on, on the big screen there for us and snap a picture for us and send it to us and we'll put it in the show. Yeah. And, uh, we'll add the picture in if you want. So, cool. Thanks, Rob, for that, that awesome, very no in-depth problem. response. I was like, man, we're not going to be able to do nothing on this one, but we'll try. <laughs> so Hey, man, I've been like chatty catty. I guess we'll keep you around chatty for another year. Okay. Your contract must have been coming due. You're like, oh, I better start talking. I'm demanding <laughs> triple salary. Okay. Triple what you make now. <laughs> How easy was that? I should ask for five times more. Okay, we'll give you five times yeah. more. Yeah. Make it ten. <laughs> Why stop there? Yeah. yeah. We'll make it ten. Yeah. All right. Righto, righto. All right. So, um, and then, of course, um, you can always uh, reach out to uh, or continue to support us by Amazon.com. And uh, we don't have any games this week. It's the end of the year. Everything's out. Yeah. Uh, Until we, Major Nelson announces it. <laughs> yeah, but it's there's a lot there. of sales, so keep tuned. I'm, I've been trying to post the sales every day, so um, I'll, I'll hopefully put in tomorrow's sales, which I believe is trials. So hopefully we'll post that tomorrow once I see it on, on Major Nelson's site. And um, if anything does come out new, we will be sure to post that. Um, but it's no retail stuff. Uh, yep. Maybe maybe they'll sneak a digital game out right before Christmas, but we will let you know. Uh, other than that, that's it for us. I think we'll. Do you guys yeah. have any last last minute things? Nope. Uh, no. Merry Christmas. Not, nothing here. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. And we'll. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yep. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas. Say Happy New Year. Well, uh, we'll say that next we, week. Well, yeah. I was yep. about to say, well, <laughs> So yeah, being that the holiday kind of throws in the middle of the week, we don't actually we're not taking a weekend off for recording, I guess. Yeah. So we'll be here next week. You can join us for our New Year's show. Um, are we? Are, I got a question for you, real quick. Do we want to do a year in review, like best game, blah blah blah? We've done that almost every year so far. Um, do we? Do we need to do that? Should we just plan on doing a? Here's Rob's Ask. favorite games. Brun's favorite games. I don't know what news. I mean, ask. Uh, There's not going to probably be much news this next week. Yeah. yeah. Ask, ask, ask on Facebook. So Okay. See yeah, what maybe we can do like, you know, instead of uh, a really huge one, like what we've done in the past couple of years, maybe just do like brief. And the broken game liked. of the year goes to. <laughs> wow. That, that's a pretty big category. <laughs> we might, yeah. We're going to have runner ups on that one. Yeah, it's like <laughs> four this year's train wrecks are. <laughs> <laughs> Worst yeah. company is okay. Ubisoft, well, we'll, Comcast. We'll come up with something fun. We'll reach out to the community group, a uh, Facebook yeah. group, and see what you guys. So I'll post a thread out there in a minute, and you guys can sound off on what you'd like to see for our last show. Some people don't like these whole. Here's our favorite game top picks. Right. Some people don't like that. Every show does it. That's kind of why I'm like, do we really need to do that? 
Yeah. Um, or rehashing hear, what everybody else has already seen or known. And everybody knows that Sunset yeah. Overdrive is a game of the year anyways. I mean, why? Yep. Does, what's the point yeah. of even... There it is. It's done. Sunset that's Overdrive. That's our winner. There you go. <laughs> so, that's, that's our winner. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, as always, we really appreciate all your support. Um, you can. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a Merry Christmas. I am Mark K. Wingman 709 taking off. Rob also knows Prestar. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you all next week. And I'm Brun BJ's Pick 33. Merry Christmas and have a good one.